Hi there, I'm Sue Alves from the blog Stories of an Unschooling Family. Welcome to my podcast. This is episode 196, and today I'm going to be talking about video games, control, mental health, and freedom. Yes, in my last episode, episode 195, right at the end, I was talking about how my mental health wasn't the best during our COVID years. You might know that I live in Australia and Australia ended up having some of the worst locked lockdowns in the world. And I found that very hard to deal with. The lack of control, not the lack of control, the lack of freedom. The lack of freedom was very hard to deal with, especially when all discussion had been shut down, when we had to do things without good reason for doing them. So... Yeah, I didn't get a lot done in 2020, 2021. Uh, my head wasn't in a good space for being consistent as far as blogging and podcasting goes. Also, those years I was working, uh, writing posts for our unschooling community. So that's where most of my uh, interactions, unschooling interactions was happening. But recently, uh, only last month, August, 2023, I decided to write a post about um, yeah, those experiences. So that's what I'm going to share with you today. Got a couple of stories and a couple of resources to share as well. Now I started my post by saying, like many people, I had a hard time during the COVID years, especially during the extended lockdowns. I lost control of my life. Someone else was making the decisions and telling me what I could and couldn't do. And those decisions didn't make much sense. But I had to accept them because there were penalties for not falling into line and doing what I was told. My mental health suffered. I remember saying to my husband, I don't want to live in this world anymore thinking how easy it would be to let my mind slip away from the problems and go somewhere else. If I lost my mind, all the restrictions, contradictions and pain would no longer be able to hurt me. I'd live where no one and nothing could reach me. Fortunately, I survived that time with my mind intact. One of the things that helped me was video games. When life became unbearable, which was often, I'd open my iPad and enter the Monsters Expedition world, travelling from island to island, pushing down trees, challenging myself to solve a few puzzles. Although I'd lost control of my life, I was in complete control of my game. After the crisis was over, I thought about these questions. Are kids more likely to suffer mental health problems if they experience excessive control? Could video games provide a safe space for kids to retreat when life becomes too difficult? If we insist that kids leave their games and they get upset, 
Could it be the real world that we're forcing them to return to that's the problem and not the video games? And if kids do have genuine trouble handling games and protest loudly when we take them away from them, how will they learn to deal with their feelings if they're not allowed to play? I'm not saying I have the correct answers to those questions, but it's interesting to ponder possibilities, isn't it? It's also good to examine our own experiences. I finished Monsters Expedition a long time ago. I've moved on to other games. At the moment, mostly because I'm unwell and need a break from my everyday life, I'm playing The Witness, another open-world puzzle game. Sometimes I get frustrated when I can't solve a puzzle. I declare, I've had enough. It's a stupid game, I announce to anyone who'll listen. But I keep thinking about the problems and returning to improve my skills. And when I do find the correct answer, I grin and I boast. I'm so clever. I thought my way through the challenge. That's the thing about video games. While we're playing, we're improving our thinking and other skills. We're also having fun. Unless we're stuck and can't move forward. But then we might decide to persevere. The ability to not give up is valuable too. I've got a few games on my want to play list. Viewfinder. What Remains of Edith Finch. Botanicula. Machine Arium Journey I've no idea if the games are worth playing, but I'll find out whenever my brain needs a workout or I feel like retreating from the world. I've written a lot of posts about technology, including video games. Today, I'm highlighting two of them. They contain thoughts about freedom, control, mental health, and the value of video games. And the first story is called, Could a Lack of Freedom Damage Our Kids' Mental Health? On the first morning of my recent holiday with my daughter Imogen, I got up early, grabbed my camera and headed to the beach. I sat alone on the sand waiting for the sun to rise and thought about freedom. The last couple of years have been hard, haven't they? In 2020, here in Australia, we endured a lockdown of several months. Last year, I was confined to home for almost six months. Right back at the beginning, when we heard about the first lockdown, I couldn't believe it. How can our freedom be taken away like that? Surely no one can make us stay at home. It seems they could. I didn't cope well with the lockdowns. While some people were having Zoom parties or immersing themselves in handicraft projects or losing weight and getting super fit or writing multiple books, I slowly fell apart. Each day my husband asked, How's your mental health? It wasn't good. He was worried. So was I. I felt guilty because I couldn't be the strong Sue who always coped. I wrote these words in a blog post that I never published. 
Every few weeks and sometimes sooner, I fall apart. I wake up and the day is grey and I've had enough. I'm fed up with this pandemic world. Actually, I'm more than fed up. A lot of the time, I'm not coping. Most days, most members of my family go to work. And though the world isn't quite as safe as it used to be, and we can't do everything we'd like, my husband and kids are at at least not sitting at home, wondering when the world will return to normal. When will masks be a thing of the past? When will I be able to hug my friends? When will people stop taking a step back whenever I approach? Not so long ago, I had a teary day. My husband Andy, wanting to help, asked me what was wrong. So I'm just not coping, I finished as I came to the end of my list of complaints. I'm lonely. I feel fragile. I'm falling apart. Andy was concerned about me. The next day when he arrived home from work, the first thing he said to me was, How's your mental health? How's my mental health? That's a bit blunt, isn't it? Couldn't you just start by asking about my day? I said, But maybe Andy is right. Could I have a mental health problem? Maybe I'm not built for stress. It's the way I was created. Well, that's what passed through my mind before I decided that it's normal to feel fragile right at the moment. Everyone has a lot to cope with. Our world has been turned upside down and our support systems have been taken away and there isn't anything we can do about it. No one is listening. While locked down, I pondered the effects of lack of freedom. I wondered, do kids who haven't got much control over their lives suffer from mental health problems? As parents, we might think we know what's best for our kids. We could, we could make them do what we want, even if they protest, because we believe it's good for them. We could say, one day you'll thank me. But what about now? While we're controlling what our kids do, what they learn, and even what they think, will we damage their mental health? It's hard when no one is interested in what we have to say, when people make decisions that make no sense, when we're told we have to obey and not complain or question because it's good for us, even if we can't see it, when our needs are not taken into account when no one cares how we're feeling. It's hard when we have little control over our lives. Sitting on the sand, watching the sunrise, I felt like I'd stepped outside the normal world. The problems of the last couple of years rolled away. I felt free. Isn't that how everyone should feel? Our kids included. Yes, I thought a lot about the effect on our children's um, mental health, if how control can damage their mental health. Yes, how many times do we hear parents saying, I don't care what you're feeling, I don't care what you want to do, I know best. And sometimes kids can't see that, doesn't, it doesn't make much sense to them. 
and I'm sure kids who are controlled, yes, they do suffer. I can remember feeling that way myself as a child. Perhaps kids who are overly controlled also can't wait to grow up and become an adult. And that's very sad, isn't it? Childhood isn't meant to be wished away. It's meant to be a time when kids are allowed to be kids. Now I'm going to finish with one more story. Can video games be safe places for our kids and us? Do kids who are denied their freedom want to spend a lot of time on their devices? Do they retreat into their games because, unlike the real world, they're in control of these virtual ones? Do kids use games as a safe refuge from a sometimes difficult real world? Are devices and video games and and the reason kids want to spend so much time in front of their screens more complicated than we first imagine? Last year, during our almost six-month lockdown, I retreated into my iPad. I played games for hours. They kept me from going crazy while I tried to deal with having my freedom taken away. In between playing games, I watched YouTubers playing games. I marveled at their thinking skills. It was a bit like watching people play chess. I learnt, I returned to my game, I progressed, and I played well. By the time I had completed my favourite game, Monsters Expedition, I would gained my certificate in advanced thinking skills. During those intense video gaming days, I wondered if I'd always want to spend hours on my iPad in my virtual world. Was I addicted? The lockdown finally ended and I was allowed back out into the real world. My mental health and happiness started to improve, and gradually, I let go of my games. These days, I play a game every now and then. They don't attract me as much as they used to. There are other things I now want to do. In a couple of days, the calendar moves on. Winter will turn into spring. Already, there are lots of spring flowers blooming in the bush. Each day, while I'm walking the dogs, I watch out for the ones I photographed last lockdown spring. Have they appeared yet? They feel like my friends, the flowers who brought beauty into my life during a very dark time. The bush where I could wander free, my video game, virtual world, and prayer, these were my safe places. They saved me from a situation that was out of my control. Maybe there are times when games save kids too. What do you think? And in that post, I put something extra at the end. Last year, during our second lockdown, I wrote a story about my new gaming habit, what I discovered when I became a video gamer. Not only did gaming save my mental health, it also gave me an insight into this often criticised passion. We think we know all about such things as gaming, but never really understand them until we give them a go ourselves, do we? Here's how my story begins. 
I've been playing a lot of video games recently. If I were a child, my parents might be worried about me. Are you still playing that game? Isn't it time you did something else? How about going outside and getting some exercise? I have been outside. I've spent a lot of time recently taking photos of our favorite places, looking for the beauty in our once again locked down world. And I've been active, working out and walking our dogs, Nora and, and Quinn. But I've also been sitting still, playing games. Retreating into a gaming world has helped me cope with a difficult time. I've always been pro-gaming. I valued my kids' gaming and never imposed time limits on them or said, get off the computer and do something else. But I've never been a gamer myself. Until now, my present activity rather surprises me. And I said you could read the rest of that story, what I discovered when I became a video gamer, by following the link. Yes, those stories, um, there's a number of themes, ideas that recur again and again. Uh, Yes, I've written a lot about video gaming and a lot about lockdowns too, apparently. So I hope you didn't find that too repetitive. But I guess um, when we rewrite things or listen to something again, we... We stretch ourselves just a little bit further. Something else occurs to us. We go a little bit deeper each time. And that's what I've been doing as I've been pondering kids and screens and control freedom and mental health. And at the end of that post, I embedded a couple of podcasts from the Virtual Kitchen Table podcast, Kids and Screens Pondering Digital Tech from a Few Angles. And that was created by Erin Haley and Ashley. And they met with Missy Willis to talk about kids and screens. And that podcast is in two parts. Uh, it's embedded on my blog in the, the post that I'm talking to you about today, uh, video games, control, mental health and freedom, but you can also find the uh, the Virtual Kitchen Table podcast on Apple, Spotify and other places. So yes, go and check that out. It's worth listening to. So have I been playing any video games recently? Well, I have. Right this minute, within the last few days, I've been stuck on a blog tech problem and haven't had time for games. I think that's a point, isn't it? That we think that uh, games are addictive and our kids will never want to do anything else. But I have my times for games. And then when I have something else that I feel I need to investigate or that has caught my attention, I leave my games um, to one side for a while. And yeah, I played The Witness for a while. I mentioned that in one of those stories. It's a big game. And yeah, I, found, I wanted to do something different, play a different video game. So I downloaded, I actually bought it. I think it was about $4.99 Australian on in the Apple App Store, a game for my iPad. The 
Toymaker's Mansion, I think it's called. And it's one of these games uh, where you have to push the rooms around, a slider puzzle game. And uh, there are various uh, obstacles that you have to uh, work your way past. Um, It's not just a simple slider puzzle game. There's a lot more to it than that, and the graphics are really beautiful. So I would recommend that. I'm still playing that one. There's loads and loads and loads of levels, lots of mansions to explore, lots of levels within each mansion. And another one that I have bought recently, but I haven't started playing it yet, is Lumino City. I saw it on YouTube. I watched somebody else playing the first part of it, and I thought, oh, wow, that looks like such a beautiful game. And it involves puzzles, which is my favorite type of video game. I think that one cost about $14.99 in Australian dollars from the Apple app star. So yes, I've got that pleasure uh, to to come. When I get my blog tech problems sorted out, I will be starting that game. And though just one last point I was thinking about while I was reading that last story was that often we have an opinion about something that we have never tried ourselves. And Yeah, video games is one of those things, isn't it? We all have big opinions about uh, screen time and mostly we form those opinions without actually trying video gaming out for ourselves. And if video gaming isn't something that appeals to you, perhaps you think, oh, I don't like video games, one of my daughters reassures me that there is a type of video game that will appeal to everybody. My type is puzzles and open world games and ones that look beautiful. Yeah, those are my type of games. Uh, Anything else about uh, that? There was something, but it has disappeared out of my head. So I think I'm going to finish up this episode. I invite you to go over to my blog, Stories of an Unschooling Family. I'll put a link with this podcast to my post that I base this episode on. Um, What's the title of it? It's gone out of my head. Video Games Control Mental Health and Freedom. And there's links to all those other uh, stories and to um, the Virtual Kitchen Table podcasts. If you would like to take your time reading my words, if I everything went a bit fast while you were listening today, then please come over to my blog. Please also check out my books on Amazon, Curious Unschoolers, A Radical Unschool Love, and The Unschooled Challenge. And as a big favor, please share this podcast and my blog and my books and anything else if you feel that they have been helpful for you. Share them with friends and family, people that you think might benefit Yes, from my ponderings. And that's the good thing about unschooling, isn't it? I've said a few times that even though I present my thoughts and ideas, I don't say these are the correct ones. 
All I'm saying is, this is my experience. This is what I have learned. What do you think? And I invite you to add your thoughts and opinions to mine. And together we learn more about unschooling. So I invite you to do that. Leave me a comment on my blog about anything that I have said today. So until next time, live a radical life of unconditional love. <laughs>